This podcast episode was created using Squadcast. With us living in a time of remote everything, there's no better tool to record your podcast than with Squadcast. With Squadcast, you can host up to three guests straight from your personal computer using their own intuitive online web application. Unlike with Zoom and Skype, you're able to get professional sounding audio recorded, and more importantly, it allows you to record up to four different tracks. This gives you full autonomy over how your show sounds and allows you and your guests to get perfect studio-like quality straight from the comfort of your own home. Click the link in the show description and you can try Squadcast for free for up to seven days. I repeat, you get to try Squadcast for seven days for free. Take your remote podcasting game to the next level by trying Squadcast. Terms and conditions apply. Podcast. I'm your boy Elijah. It's been a long time, and I got explanations for you in a minute. But before we get started with that, on the other side of the mic, we have the OG of podcasting himself, Mister Six Seven from Staten Island, starting at small forward, the kill St. Louis. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> the official, Let unofficial co-host of the Wavy New Yorker podcast. We got it. We got a. We gotta get excited for this one, my my, my man, my man E Taylor sounds a little bit tired. If you can't hear it, Yo, but we gotta wake him up. We gotta wake him to. up, <laughs> man. Yo, this job is so trash. Like, I just had a one on one with my my manager, and she was just like, "Yeah, so how's it going?" I was like, "Yo, it's terrible." Like, I'm working till six o'clock every day, and, and this is when I knew, like, yeah, I gotta get out of here because the answer's like, "Damn, well, you know." If you need any help, just let me know. It was like, you know, like, that's just what it is. You know what I mean? Like, somebody's going to be asked out. It's just too much. But, man, when you see the crumbs they pay people and the amount of work they expect you to get done, all I could tell for any of the young people listening, yo, stay in school. <laughs> stay in school. And, go get your and, masters. And find out what you need. Yeah. Or whatever you learn, make sure that shit translates to the bag make sure you learn in skills and not knowledge knowledge mm. is not power i'm gonna repeat again whichever whoever told y'all when y'all was kids knowledge is power they lied knowledge is not power the application of knowledge is power mm. and, and before i take credit for that thought. i stole that from my boy Jameis winston's uh his trainer I stole that shit. Damn, man. that's that's the most random person to get <laughs> such a powerful quote from. It stuck. It stuck. It stuck with me though, because you were screaming at these little high school football players like, "Guys, knowledge is not power." I repeat, 
Knowledge is not power. The application <laughs> of knowledge is power. You can know everything. If you can't apply it, it's a waste of fucking time. But uh, <laughs> how, how, how have you been doing? The, That's mad funny. In the interim. That's how you sound, too, though. Shit. Um, just trying to. So I applied, like, speaking of jobs, so let's stay on top of jobs. So um, jobs. I applied for this school. In Jersey, yeah, it's well, it's a charter. It's a it's a private Catholic school, independent school in in New Jersey. Copy. Uh, so it's like twenty five minutes from me. Um, so it has so the school has a a school for pre pre K and kindergarten, and then it has a school from uh first first grade to sixth grade which is a lower school and then it has an upper okay. school which is from seventh to twelfth that makes any sense so this school is a it's a very competitive academic school um For the and best and the brightest Best and the brightest, and you also have you have to have the bag. You have to have money. So the kids pay like, like between thousand dollars, forty one and forty five thousand a year to oh, go that's there. Retarded. That's that college tuition. Yeah. So, um, my girl, my girl's basketball coach in high school. She's the wow. one that told us about it, or told her, and then she told me. So then I applied. So I. So I interviewed once with the with the head of the school, the lower school. Went well. Mm-hmm. Then I had a second interview. The second interview was with with the the person that I would be replacing and his co teacher. Oh, wow. And then I did a third interview, which I never did in my Jeez. life. Never in my life have I ever did a third interview. You know what's funny? I had three rounds of Two, I had two, three round interviews. But I'm gonna follow up when you once you're done. Oh yeah, you gotta <laughs> tell me about that. So then the so then the 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 third interview is was two hours, and I did two demo lessons with two classes. There was a first first graders, and then Jeez. the fifth graders. That was last week Wednesday, and I haven't heard anything back yet. Son. So, what I'm gonna say segue is, to you. <laughs> How was that process? <laughs> I've been in that same situation with two different jobs. So, uh, one gave me a reply. The other, I still have never heard back. So, wow. Uh, just to give you a context, after third, so after these, three interviews, didn't hear after three that's, interviews. That's unprofessional. Exactly, after the third round. So, I'm gonna tell you. Okay. So, the first company was some marketing agency called uh, Havas, right? Okay. So, I do the initial phone screen whatever whatever so then i meet with the head manager so i'm like oh all right cool bet then i have another set of interviews and with these set of interviews i meet with two people i meet with i can't remember their names boom all right cool the third set of interviews they really were impressed we sent you the third set of interviews i'm meeting with somebody that i'll be working with some british dude um it was this young girl that worked on a sales team and then it was like the director of this whole division so i'm like all right cool like i'm gonna be honest I never felt like I played better ball. Like, I played Division One level ball. Mm. But the only thing that happens when I'm with the director, her bum-ass Wi-Fi goes out. Wow. So, zoop. Her, or either that or her computer crashes. So, whoop, comes back. Off that alone, she comes back. It's a whole nother energy. 
she's kind of like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you could just kind of read somebody's body language. Like, before it was like, oh, really good. And she comes back, and I don't know what she's upset about, but she's just kind of like in a whole nother mindset. And then I ask her some difficult question, and she gives me like a reluctant answer that she wasn't really happy about. And then after that, never heard back from these niggas again. Oh, like, so, oh, oh so you didn't get the job. They ghosted me. Oh, so she, it was on some. So she wasn't feeling a strong black person. Black man. Yo, I, yeah, and you know what probably was? And I, I'll That's tell you exactly, exactly what the it question was. was. I'll tell you exactly what the question was. I said, yo, so what is your company doing to foster diversity, equity, and inclusion? Like, what do your numbers look like? And if it's not where you want it to be, what are your plans to address that? She kind of gave me some bullshit answer, kind of how that's always at the forefront, but not really giving me examples. Whatever, whatever. So there she are no like examples. That. Whatever. So I was like, all right, fuck it. Never heard back. Then this other company, and I'll give them props. Maybe they just had a better candidate. It was Olo, but that was three rounds, and then I didn't get it. And I'm just like, yo, like, That's the crazy. problem with rounds of interviews is, like, that shit is time-consuming. Like, exactly. You know what I'm saying? That That's shit's 30 your minutes, time. an hour of your day. Yeah. And, 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 but not only that, when you're interviewing, bro, the shit gets drawn out over a span of a couple weeks sometimes. Mm-hmm. So then it's, like, one week, two weeks, three weeks. That's a month. If I, if I flop three third-round interviews, that's a year without me getting a new job. That's, so it's like, you know, that's so it's, unprofessional. It, it, it's, it's fuckery. Terrible. It's terrible. So like the job shit, yo, I, I'm at the point now where I think after I, I finish my vacation next month, I might just quit and be unemployed and, and just go to school. <laughs> but we'll see. But that's my life. Uh, <laughs> and that's your life. I, Besides that, how's, how's, how's. How's everything? <laughs> I was gonna How's co- I, I was gonna I was gonna comment on on, on, on that, but <laughs> because <laughs> you go ahead because if you want cause to. this guy, let me tell people out there, for people that is working, you know, especially if especially if you have a job, and the mm-hmm. job is making you unhappy, quit. Either you can either do two things: you can either quit, or you could force you could force your way out, but what? some things that Mister Elijah does, especially on Twitter, please oh, do man. not do. Number one, do not go on Twitter and tweet, "Please fire me so I could get on unemployment." That no, is please fraud. Do it. So 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 so. <laughs> here's the thing. I practice what I preach. So because y'all want to get fired. Yo, oh, if you open Lord, my drafts right now, I got three emails. One says no subject. And the second one says resignation. Elijah Taylor, associate project manager. Man, I have my resi- resignation letter just in the draft, sitting. Like I'm waiting for the day they piss me off enough or something bad enough where I just hit send and I live with the result. That's mm. where I'm at right now. Like I'm ready to jump off the ledge. But just. And that's really, and I'm gonna go on a tangent. That's really the fucked up problem with everything right now. Is there's people that's living well on unemployment right now, and then there's people struggling working, and it sucks because there's no in between. I can't choose to go on unemployment. You know what I mean? I can only get on unemployment if I get fired. If I quit, that's true. oh, that's your own damn fault. You had a good job, boy. You could have you could have been making money instead of getting money for free. You know what I mean? We're not gonna give you our free money. So it's like I'm really in a a, a rock and a hard place, and it, it it's just rough because you be seeing people unemployed, have taking trips, you know, blowing money fast, Being buying enough. bottles, turning up, living oh, life. I, Meanwhile, I, I, I'm stressing. I be seeing nine them. to five, nine fuck nine to five, nine to six. Oh no, no, nine but to seven you know what the crazy thing about it is that they're on on unemployment, but 
let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I like I can say this. I'm a huge fan of Jay Z's lyricism, right? And he's mm-hmm. and, and in the Black Album. In the beginning, I forgot what song what it is, but on one of the interludes, he says, "It's an inevitable cycle of existence. All things must conclude, and what's going to conclude is that Care's act is going to come to a conclusion. Oh, that I'm unemployment totally. is going to come to a conclusion. I tell you, so it's, it's imperative. It's sooner than you think. It's imperative that all you guys BMFing." Now it's an adjective or a verb, whatever it is. Y'all better be careful. Because if you don't get a job <laughs> and you start on employment, that shit is going to smack you in your face tenfold. So yeah, be man. very, very wary of what y'all doing out there in these streets. Especially, and the next shit, especially this summer. Because shit's opening up next week, May 19th. Yeah. So what y'all going to do? Y'all going to still, y'all going to still be rolling around the streets trying to uh or, or are you gonna try to get a job? Like like for me, like my my whole working history is this. This is how the timeline went. Right? When I when I graduated college at LIU, I packed my shit up. I went to I went to California. The country was in a recession. I couldn't get a job for a year. I brought my ass back to New York City. Started started coaching with Bishop at Bishop Four with Elijah, well Elijah was actually one of my athletes, and Jonathan and the, and the rest of them, and then after four years of being there, I needed I needed money, and I couldn't be on unemployment, so what did I do? I took a job, and the job was trash. I fucking hated that trash. job, <laughs> hated it. It was a nonprofit job, and I hated. It. And I, I and I was like, yo, I want to get back into coaching. I took four years off from coaching. Four years. Entry level. Check it. I went from entry level. Then I went to to mid-management level. And then I went to executive in about four years. Mm. Everybody, Everybody that's even listening to this podcast or people that we know as friends and family, you guys could do the same thing. But Absolutely. just listen to this. That shit is gonna come to an end, and I'm and the reason why I'm saying that because my ass is on unemployment. I'm on unemployment <laughs> right now. I'm on unemployment right, right to, at this sec, this very moment, and I know that shit's gonna come to an end. But the yeah. thing about me is that I'm not fucking waiting. Waiting, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's it's just crazy, man. And that's the thing. People gotta get out this lazy mindset. Uh, they had the scandal this week where they had well not a scandal but I, I guess somebody found the website where you could find out who applied for PPP loans mm, it's nasty out of... here man all I was doing once I found the website I was just typing in names of people that I saw kind of flexing during the pandemic and I was like oh okay but what people don't understand is you gotta pay that shit back like mm-hmm. that shit's only getting forgiven if you paid out actual employees like I'm looking at people. People put their whole home address on these PPP loans. I'm like, you know, you you type in your zip code and then you start to see who all, all the local scammers are. And I'm just like, well, the government's about to make y'all pay up. And what I don't want to hear years from now is black people say, oh, the government took advantage of black people during the pandemic by offering them money that they knew people couldn't pay back. Y'all know damn well what the fuck y'all was doing. That's my thing. Some of y'all was able to pay it out. Some pay it back. Some of y'all wasn't. But like. 
I was looking at it like I think the maximum amount an individual could take was like twenty thousand dollars. People was taking that whole shit like yo, give me that, give me that, give me that, and it's like, all right, we about to really see. That's why I'm like, post pandemic, it's gonna be good for a lot of people, but a lot of y'all gonna get a real awakening. That's for real. Yo, yeah. that's for real. I, I I like I really I really hope that people are very very you know cautious and understanding that you know this we're 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 right at that you know it's been a marathon we're right at that finish line you could we could see it yeah 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 you know I'm saying so and that brings me to the next thing like like now like so you 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 you've officially gotten both your vaccine doses right yeah I, I got I got both yeah I got both my shots that's another. That's another story, but yeah, it's like we 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 there almost. Like I, I ain't gonna lie, like it's starting to seem tangible. Like you can see the finish line now. Like now it's like, yo, we either gonna get this right or we gonna fuck this up somehow. But like that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Like we we gotta be very vigilant and understanding that you know. You know this this vaccine that we're taking. Like you know, I know a couple people that's saying, that's telling me like, "Yo, um, I, I don't want to take it, or I'm not gonna take it." I'm like, "All right, that's fine. Don't take it." I, and that's all I say. But my thing now is, you can't <laughs> convince somebody. You can't make a horse drink water. Nope. What, what you can do, even though it might be futile, you can educate the horse on why water will be good for you. You can educate the horse why they need water to survive. Can't make them drink it. Mm-hmm. Can't make them drink it. But people got to understand is that if you don't take the vaccine, you're going to be limited to certain things. And what the certain things and, is, is that if you want to, like, for instance, you know, the, the country of Jamaica, Trinidadians from obviously that live in Trinidad are barred from going to Jamaica. I heard about that. And why is that? Is because there's a spike in Trinidad. So mm-hmm. with that being said, if this is a spike against Trinidadians, what do you think is going to happen with us Americans? You think they're going to oh, accept people that 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 aren't aren't vaccinated in fucking July, <laughs> August, peak season? And, and, and that's what <laughs> people. And that's like, what come I, on, man. That's all I want people to know is you don't want to get vaccinated. All right, cool. But I, I, I'll let you know this is you're in the minority, mm-hmm. and and the problem with being in the minority is they're not going to do something to convenience the minority in this case for something like this you don't want to get vaccinated don't get vaccinated but at the same time you can't complain when they make your life harder to do certain things or there's restrictions on where you can and cannot go like that's just what it what it has to be like that's just what it is yeah this is life like i i see they have plans for like you know um the playoffs for hockey they like you know the vaccination senate there's going to be more tickets for vaccinated people and the vaccinated people are going to have a bigger section than the non-vaccinated people and that's just logistics that's just what it is you know and mm-hmm. what i'm starting to learn is there's a lot of people that were like i'm not going to get it i'm not going to get it as people like their friends and family around them get it and they see it and they're like all right it's really not that deep i just get it people are starting to come around i i know at least 20 people that were like, oh, I ain't getting no vaccine. All right, I got it. And they're, they're living life. Like, you know what I mean? It's really it's really not that bad. Like, I could only give my experience. So I got my second dose. Uh, Sunday will make 14 days ago. But I was good. You know, I, I kept hearing people talk about the second dose. And I'm sure the second dose affects some people. But, you know, a superhuman like myself, I was like, 
and see, this is me snitching on myself because <laughs> I definitely took that day off. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah, yo, I don't, I'm trying to get fired. I don't, I don't blame like you. I said. Like I said, I'm trying to get fired. HR, if you hear this, maybe I'm lying. Maybe <laughs> I'm not, but you know, <laughs> but you know, I woke up the next day and I was like, oh, I feel. You know, oh, you I felt good. good. Like I was a little mm. sore, maybe a little achy, but I wasn't like people was talking about it like it was the plague. Like I, this is what I'm gonna say: if I had to run two miles the day after the shot in under like you know 16 minutes, I could have did it. Could have did it. It would have hurt because I'm a little achy and sore, but it would it would have been done. That's all I want y'all to know. And everybody react differently, but what I'll say is, at the very worst, the symptoms don't seem to be long lasting. It's like a day for most people, and 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 if it is more than a day, guess what? So what? So fucking. That's bad. what happened. So the my second shot experience was was crazy. You know, I, I you got the Pfizer. I got Moderna. Oh, you got Moderna. I felt okay. yo. It was a, I took it on the third on May third, yo. I felt I came back home. I was feeling good. I said, "Oh, this shit's not gonna affect me." The first, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying the first the first shot affected me, but uh, the second one I'll be good. Yo, two hours later, I started getting tired, and I was like, "Oh, okay, all right, well." <laughs> Tranquilize you. <laughs> you know, I, was, I was kicking in a little bit, but I'm still good. I'm still good. Went to bed. All of a sudden, two, three in the morning, I woke up shivering. Oh, you had the chills? I was shivering. My 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 teeth were clanging. Really? My eyes was watering. <laughs> Yo, it wow. was it was crazy. So then, I woke up. I woke up that morning. Took the uh, that I don't know what that's just called with the gun. Tano. No, the gun. Oh, the the, the thermometer the gun. The thermometer gun, right? I don't really fuck with them shit. Yo, anyway. homeboy said 104. Oh, wow. Yo, my temperature went to 104. I was like, holy shit. I couldn't believe it. Nice. So then that lasted for like... A couple days? It, it, it lasted... Yeah, I think it lasted for two days. But the, the fever the fever went down. Like, the, And I think it's... In, like like we said this the last time when we, when we were on the podcast. Like, it's important... It's important for us to be transparent and and, and honest mm. and not tell and not tell, you know, people that's listening like, yeah, no, it's, you know, you'll be good. Yeah, you're going to be good, but you're going to. Yeah, they might have a couple of rough days. I might have to cool and sick a couple of days. And, and, the, and, and the reason why you're going to feel like that is because your body is building the antibodies. So if your body if, if your body is going through those, you know, those phases of a fever or. Or itchy skin or whatever. That's actually mm. a good thing because your body is reacting, reacting to it and taking all that, you know, whatever, however they make the vaccine into effect. So it's important. It's important that we be honest about this process. And it sounds better. It sounds better than actually having COVID. So that's a that's a plus. Yes, but and I would know. I would say, I would say, I would say, yeah, and that's another thing. Who knows what, maybe, maybe your reaction was because you had COVID prior to the vaccine. Like, you know, we don't, we don't really know. It, 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 Who knows that that was a, a, a that. contributing factor. I, I would just say, yo, if you could get it, now's the time to get it because it's not hard to get. There's no it's excuses. so accessible. And, and, and that's why I say Americans have it so good, man. Shout out to my homegirl, Stephanie. Stephanie told me she got her first vaccine in Canada. Wow. You know when they Shout said out. she could get her next dose? 
They said September. Damn. For Pfizer. Pfizer's supposed to be three weeks. They said shorty three months. I said what? What? Bumble club. <laughs> I said what? I said yo. So like these other countries really don't. Maybe with the exception of Europe and, and maybe um. No, uh, not know, Israel or something. The Caribbean but, too. Whatever. Because that's yeah. that's that's why the shit was spiking in Trinidad. People will get yeah. people will get in the first shot, and then and then they shit. were telling them, "Oh, come back in four months." So yeah, and it just don't work like that. And then Trinidad is like, "All right, oh, I, okay, I got you know, I got the first shot. I'll be good." Going out, partying, yeah. wet fetting, whatever y'all be doing, mm-hmm. <laughs> paranging, all up in, all up in each, next to each other, and then the shit was spreading like wildfire. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it's you know. I'm gonna just close this vaccine shit like this. Like honestly, like yo, we in a good country in in terms of like I, I'll give Sleepy Joe this. In terms of the vaccination ramp up, Sleepy Joe, A plus. Sleepy mm. Joe, A plus. If you don't do shit the rest of your presidency, you could hang your head on. I I I, I think I, he's I took been control doing a great job. Shit. Oh, I think Sleepy Joe's been sensational since better than I've ever. I didn't expected. expect that. But he had, you he know, has there's, been doing there's really some good. people that will be bitching about why are my student loans canceled? Why is this not done? 50, why have you done? Oh boy! Like, you know what I'm saying? But whatever, whatever. But you know, we in a good spot. Like I said, I can't convince anybody that's listening. We we done spent enough time on this. I can't convince any of y'all to to not get, to get it. You know, if you ain't gonna get it, you ain't gonna get it. But just do your research. Don't listen to anything, your fake news, you know what I mean? Listen to people who got the vaccine, not people who didn't get it, because people who didn't get it don't have any experiences to share. Listen to people who've gotten the vaccine. And if you don't trust America, look at peer-reviewed journals on the vaccine from, you know, a country in Europe. Look for European journals. Look for, you know, African medical journals. Look for whatever country you trust or continent or whatever. Let read their journals, but do your own research. That's all I'm saying. Stop listening to the bullshit. But um, on that next note, <laughs> Sleepy Joe came out yesterday in the Rose Garden and said, "Yo, my man, we're maskless. Mask off, fuck it, mask off." <laughs> I was waiting for the future. I I don't know what type of instrument is that. A piccolo that. <laughs> Whatever that shit. I was waiting for them to come out with that. Mask but, uh, off. So Sleepy Joe's basically proclaimed that yo, if you have the if you're fully vaccinated, which is 14 days after the last dose of whatever vaccine series you took, mask off inside, outside, don't care. And got a lot of mixed reviews from a lot of people. I know a lot of people were like, you know, thank God. A lot of people were also like, oh, my God, too soon. How are we going to know who's vaccinated and who's not? And I don't know. What's your take on it? Um, My take is that I'm still wearing my mask. Uh, <laughs> I ain't taking that shit off until I feel until no, nah, not feel until I deem fit. It's imp- it's important. It's important that we. It's it's important that we read and listen to our experts. Obviously, absolutely. But my only thing is that I feel that things will really, really get back to normal. When people are more aware and vigilant of what of what is going on, and I feel like that's going to happen in late July, August, when people are quote unquote forced to get the vaccine because of 
you know, different types of circumstances. It could be, you know, going back to school, you know. Well, that's the thing now. CUNY, you so got a CUNY, CUNY and SUNY. CUNY, they're making that mandatory. You see what I'm CUNY saying? CUNY and SUNY is mandatory. And you're in in some jobs like they if you if yo if you want this job you want to get you want to well, get that's what paid. they said Delta today said all new employees have to be vaccinated. See what I'm saying? And if you're an existing employee and you don't want to get vaccinated, okay, cool, but you're going to be barred from certain things like international flights, which that's not necessarily Delta's fault, but other countries may say, yo, we don't want people coming in and out with this disease, and that's just that's going to be the new norm. Like you know, I think so much of this new norm, we thought like we're going to have to be doing. Like, you know, erase certain processes. And sure, certain things we would have to erase certain processes. But in terms of, like, international travel, if there's a vaccine, yo, you're going to have to have that to yep. be in and out, that's back what, and forth uh, on a daily basis between our borders. Like, that's just facts. And that's why I use the word force. This, that's yeah. just what it is. Like, it's, it's, the same, it's the same thing with, you know, the tuberculosis shots. You know, mm-hmm. like, for instance, you know, I have, I have a fan member, you know, God rest his, his soul. He, <clears throat> so in, in Trinidad in the, yeah, I think he was born in like the 30s or 40s. I think he was born in the 40s. So in in that time, tuberculosis was huge. Mm-hmm. People were dying left and right from tuberculosis. But yeah. there were still people that were like, no, nah, I'm not taking a tuberculosis shot. <laughs> in, in, in countries like the, the U.S., you have to take the tuberculosis shot. And the reason why you have to take it the, the the tuberculosis shot because you can you can spread it. And when do you take it as a kid, a baby? Yep, get it out the way. So you have like like those things are imperative. And and he grew up. My my cousin grew up. Not he didn't he 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 passed away as an older person. But the thing mm-hmm. about him is that he had a permanent cough for his whole life because he never took mm. the tuberculosis shot. You know what yeah, I'm saying? And it's just. It's not worth it. It's not worth it, and the and the the COVID nineteen vaccine is going to be like the tuberculosis shot. We're all gonna have to take it. That's just what it is. It's still it's still very very new. People yeah. people don't understand the shot, but eventually I'm, in the I'm next like, ten, I, what 10 I like years, to tell people though is like yo. You don't understand it, but yo, you wasn't gonna understand it anyway. Yeah, people don't understand a lot of things they do, but they do it anyway. So. If you don't understand it, go and understand it. The information is there, you know. Yeah, like in next, yo, in the next ten years, we're all our kids are gonna have the, have the have the vaccine. That's just what's gonna happen when they're born. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I ran I ran a poll on my social media. Yo, are you vaccinated? Are you not? I'm gonna be oh, honest. I took the poll. Yo, I'm gonna be honest. Yo, it's just black and Spanish people and one white person. And, and and the white person that voted no, I know why they voted no because they don't have access to it, unfortunately. Damn. But the majority of people, uh, I'll tell you the total amount. I got thirty nine yeses, twenty one noes. What does that mean? Well, that what that means is there's thirty nine people that pretty much don't have anything to do. They don't have to worry about it. And now, granted, I don't need to know your your vaccine. There's a lot of people that viewed it and didn't. But the reality is just this, like. I don't know what there is to fear at this point. Like, I, I keep hearing people say, oh, I'm going to wait. Every time somebody says, I'm going to wait, they end up getting COVID. They always get COVID. They always end up getting COVID because it's not a matter of if. It's just a matter of when you're going to get it. And it's like, bro, if you could get a vaccine that's going to guarantee you won't die or have any serious complications, just go for it. <laughs> like I said, this shit doesn't stay in your system long enough for you to fucking, you know, 
if it was some long-term side effects, it wouldn't be in your system long enough to even do that shit. And then not only that, like, people will fucking, you know, try random drugs, try all these things. My thing is, have the same level of caution with everything. That's all. But everybody feels like they're a lab rat or some shit. And it's like, like I said, do your empathy, do your, do your education, and I wish you the best. I really do. You know, I really do. You, you, and you know, it's the, the <laughs> oh, man. Yo, that's all you could do is just wish her the best. But the the I I love when people say, "Oh, um, you know, I'm not I'm not taking the vaccine." Like I remember, like I was literally I keep saying this. I was literally two weeks. I was the one that was saying, "Yo, I'm gonna wait a little bit." Yo, mm-hmm. I was literally two weeks away from getting the vaccine, and I got the virus. <laughs> two weeks. That's how it be. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's how it be. And, it, and like I said, it, it, it could just happen. And, and like I said, I I think the biggest the biggest decision upon the CDC's decision to kind of say fuck it, mask off if you vaccinated. I think there's been enough evidence because that's what it is right now. Everybody, in essence, this is a walking like science experiment. All right, you have the vaccine. What's the amount of people that have gotten in that breakthrough cases? And and of those breakthrough cases, what's the amount of them that you know? Are are seriously ill, and I think seriously ill is like virtually nothing. And the breakthrough cases is like point what zero five. Although I do have a theory that the Johnson and Johnson yeah. isn't as good, but we're not gonna go there on this podcast. But uh, you know, it, and I think they just said at this point, if we let people, you know, fuck it. If you have the vaccine, you have the vaccine. At the end of the day, you have access to it. If you die, you die. But we're doing more damage keeping things kind of constricted how they are now instead of opening everything how it was before you know what i mean we have protection mechanisms you know what i mean it's like there's no excuse so like if you get covid and you get somebody else sick whatever they should have had the vaccine they had access they 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 did not discriminate with the way they give vaccines to people you know at this point now if you whether you're a legal resident or not they don't care you just come up pull up you get it but yeah, like yo, we honestly at the point now where like it's like I'm going to a function tomorrow outside at a park where basically it's gonna be a bunch of former LIU people and you know, I'ma assume ninety five percent of these niggas ain't vaccinated. I'm gonna be honest, I'm gonna have my mask on. <laughs> hey, uh, I, 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 I'm I am i am not gonna even hold you. If you ain't got a picture of your vaccine card Damn. or an Excelsior pass, Damn. you better be twelve feet away from Woo-kay. but but at the same time, I know that even if you didn't, I'm I'm safe. I'm protected. Now, whatever happens to you, I don't give a fuck because that was your choice. And I, and that's all I wanted. Let's make COVID a choice. Let's make dying from COVID a choice. That's what the vaccine has made it. And and I, as far as that, I'm concerned, we could live with that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like that's why. I, and that's why I want people to understand. Like yo, condoms have been around for for, for decades. People still get STDs. Still get HIV. You know what I mean? Like, it's a choice. It, it, it could be a choice. And, and we're at a point now where that shit is basically almost a choice. Every, everything is a choice. That's that. Everything is a choice. And if you guys that's that. You guys don't want to do it, then you ain't got to do, do it. That's the, the whole point of the story. And that's the bottom line. I'm covered. Cold, and I don't care. <laughs> 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 but, uh, nah. But, um, on another, another note. What was I gonna get at? Oh, I'm just happy. I, I, honestly, when when Sleepy Joe dropped that news yesterday, 
it was crazy because my promoter from Las Vegas hit me up. And, and I've never been so happy in my life. He said, guys, good news. I've just gotten word that clubs in Las Vegas will be resuming in June. I was like, yes. So part of me was like, damn, I wonder how they're going to do clubs in Vegas. Because part of me feels like it's irresponsible to kind of get to full capacity. But at the same time, they're in a situation now where Vegas wanted to operate on like, a, you know, the way the Knicks games and Nets games are growing where you kind of have to have either a vaccine or a test. Vegas could operate like that. You know what I mean? Having an app or something like that. So I'm curious to see how they roll it out. Like, I'm not really worried about the outdoor pool parties because it's outdoors, you know. But it, I, I I was just happy because I literally had just booked a flight out <laughs> when there. When you going to Vegas? Next month. <laughs> uh, so 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 I'm going twice this year. But uh, so so I'm gonna be I'm gonna be on the east. I'm gonna be on the west coast for two weeks. Uh, towards the end of June, early July, I'm gonna be on the west coast until a little bit after Fourth oh, of July. Right? So while I'm out there, I'm gonna go to Vegas for like three days, two days. So um excited but yeah so i booked that and i was like oh wow i didn't even know so it, it, it's just looking up after the, the year we had it's looking up man i mean that's what's it's up. definitely looking up. does need a need a you know a break and you know absolutely i think that's important that everybody has their leisure time and you know you know if you want to go if absolutely. you want to go wherever just Go and be careful. This is what it is. Just go and be careful. And like I said, the vaccine, we're going to see. I, I, I believe in the vaccine at this point now. I feel good getting on a plane next month. I think that's that's good. So, yeah. But uh, I guess we should get to another more important. Well, yeah. And this is, this is more important for most of our New York-based listeners. We got the mayoral primaries coming up next month. Oh, so. Lord have mercy. I'm going to do my best to educate you guys that may not have listened to this. And, and I hope I don't get canceled by this. I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm just giving my opinion <laughs> on my candidates that I endorse, that the podcast endorses. And you don't have to vote for them. But I just want y'all to do your research, do your education, and look at people's track records. So I don't know if how, how, how well-versed you are in this subject, but I was watching the debate yesterday that was on See, New York I, One. Oh, wait, let me cut you off. I had no idea there was a fucking debate. <laughs> continue. Yo, so, so that's the problem. That and is a problem. We, I'm going to go on a tangent. And, and I, I was saying this to my girl, and she thought she was she like, oh, the debate's on, by the way. I'm like, I'm already watching, sorry. I'm like, the fuck out of here. I'm already on it. I ain't need you. To, but I understand, though. A lot of people don't know. And the problem with it is it's not easily accessible. You know what I mean? There, there should be... You know, it should be on major news, local news outlets like 7, 5, 4, what, 2, whatever people watch. But for whatever reason, it was on New York 1, which I don't even have New York 1. I had to download the Spectrum News app and stream it live through there. But, you know, I, I, I'll try and update people on social media when these debates are happening. But I think they're very important. So yesterday's debate, and I want to make sure I don't leave anybody. For those of y'all that don't know, here's the candidates. That are running in no particular order. We have Catherine Garcia, Maya Wiley, um, Ray McGuire, uh, Andrew Yang, who was running for president. We have uh, Diane Morales, Eric Adams, and then this guy named Sean Donovan. So the debate was really well structured. It was a Zoom debate, but. It, 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 what I what I hate about debates is it was a it Zoom goes debate? almost like the president. It was a Zoom this is debate new to me. hosted by the one. Yeah, I mean, 
maybe if they had news of what Sleepy Joe said the other day, they might have opened it up. But you know, it was it was very interesting the format. So they kind of went around asking people questions like, "Yo, how would you attack tackle certain things?" So like, I don't know about you, I'm gonna just guess right now. What's your what do you think is the number one issue on most voters' minds right now in this upcoming hmm. election regarding New York City? What would be the number one issue if you just had to take a guess? What is the number one issue in New York City? Whoa. Uh, on your mind, there, there, there's no wrong or right there's, answer. There's, there's a, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of issues wrong with the yeah, city. Yeah, exactly. Just pick one, though. What's the first one that comes to your top of your head? I think uh, uh, the proper funds need to be allocated properly to to things that are needed as far as education, after schools. Uh, so budget. Budget, exactly. So education. So that's one of the things they tackle. And basically, what I learned from this debate is there's no wrong or right candidate, but there's like everybody has a different opinion on things, but some people don't have experience. So it's almost like, like for example, Andrew Yang, and I'm I'm, I'm not going to bash him on this. If you want to see me bash Andrew Yang, follow me on Twitter at Elijah Taylor. But Andrew Yang has a lot of like unrealistic, ambitious goals. Because he's not really, you know, like, I don't know if his kids necessarily go to public school or not, but he just doesn't have that. So he's like, oh, like, every parent should get, like, an $1,000 credit for special needs towards that type of education. And in my head, you know, like, what the fuck is $1,000 going to do for, like, education? You know what I mean? A $1,000 credit? $1,000 ain't covering a tutor for more than, like, two, three weeks. Like, And that's when I kind of understood, like, rich people kind of have a disconnect with the lifestyles that are carried out by everyday New Yorkers. Like, there was another case at another debate where they said, yo, what's the median home price in New York? Sean Donovan said $100,000. Wait, hold on. You can't get a... Hold on. Who who said that? Sean Donovan. If you don't know who Sean Donovan is and you see the commercial, he's the white guy that worked on Obama's staff or some shit. Wait, what? But he said $100,000. Why would he say that? Because he's uninformed. He's uninformed. He lives in the city, but he doesn't, you know Jesus. what I mean? He doesn't know what it's like. Yo, so this that's guy what he was. Said. A, that came out of his mouth. He was the. He's house and secretary, some wow, shit. Wow, he was a HUD Exactly. Secretary. And he should and know he that. He didn't know that? And he should know that. Mm-hmm. That's the exactly. He said that somebody else said something similar to that line. I can't remember who it was, but that he was the one. And that's why it ringed off in my head. And oh, I'm just that's like, what he, he from doesn't New, really know. He's from New York. And but he, not but he went to the Dalton school, so there we go. Basically, exactly. <laughs> He's not a wavy New Yorker, basically. Not certified. So it, it's things like that where it's like, you know, you can see somebody's commercial a hundred times and be like, oh, I like that commercial. I like this commercial. But until you really see them get pressed about real issues, there's really no way to really know what they're really about. So that debate yesterday, you know, what I learned the biggest kind of, divisive issue for them is like with public safety regarding like the police and whatnot and this is my logic like so i I, i'll just divide it like i said i'm giving no opinion you have the uh, one group which is like i I would say kind of the progressives i guess they call themselves which is like really diane morales maybe scott stringer maybe uh, maya wiley and they kind of like yo like we should just have no cops 
and, and what we really need to do, like, and this is really more Diane Morales. Her, her shit is really, yo, we need to have more programs for kids so they don't turn into criminals. And, and it's one of those optimistic ideas where I'm like, yo, you right. But at the same time, there's just some niggas that's on the streets because they bad fucking apples. <laughs> I know niggas that come from great families. Mm-hmm. They just criminals. I don't know if they just woke up one day and they hit their head and they're like, oh, I'm Dirty Dan. No, oh, I'm Dirty Dan. I'm going to go rob some niggas. But that's just what it is. And I think one of the things that Eric Adams had brought up during that debate, it was basically this. Like, yo, we don't need to pick between public programs and public safety. Like, it don't have to be an either or. But we need to address one because, yo, niggas are getting shot out in these streets every day getting stabbed on the train. I think three people got stabbed on the train. So it had to be something. You know, they, they were like, oh, we shouldn't have cops on the on, on, on the subways. What, New York New York like, City cops? Well, tr- well, they don't want no cops. They don't want no cops. They think they should have, no. like, crisis no, managers no. to, like, take the homeless off the train. And I'm like, it's well, not they, just the homeless that's stabbing niggas. Think, that, that, that's part of the problem. I think they're utilizing the, the MTA... Cause, Cops. yeah, cause uh, when I was when I was coaching on campus not too long ago, there was like a big. I guess they were doing some type of physical test, and there was mm-hmm. mad of them. I've never seen that many MTA cops, <laughs> like train. Like I, I, they were training, but there was a lot Get of fit. them. Pay your fucking fit, boy. So you, you hey, come here. Definitely, you <laughs> definitely know what they're about. They're about. They they're trying to put more and more M- MTA cops. I don't think NYPD. Yeah, no, that they don't want NYPD in there because reality NYPD best need NYPD is more effective above ground if they gotta you know deal with real shit underground. Unless you there, you there. You know what I mean? It's about being there at the right place, right time. That's why they need transit cops. But it's like some people just genuinely believe that it's like. And I, like I said, I, I this is my sense on it. And, and people are kind of like, "Yo, all cops is bad." What, what really, what, what, what I think some of them agreed, what most of them agreed with, is the, the 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 command chain of who manages the cops. That person needs to be a civilian. It it needs to be somebody outside the police department that holds what them accountable. Not, not a like a not a commissioner. That's a former commissioner a or, or, or or deputy. Or, 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 or yeah, exactly. And that's what they all agreed on, which I like. But it's just so so many people that's, are so you know. That's actually I, that's not said, a this, bad. This, that's actually not a bad idea if they if they work. So like you know, a good analogy would be like an NBA head coach. They have they have an assistant to the NBA head coach who kind of gives them the X's and O's and the yeah, like a deputy end of it. So like the so this is a, this is a far away in my life, but. I used to I used to date this this girl. She was a, a cop, and she used to work at the um at one police plaza. Oh, and Lower Manhattan. Yeah, Lower Manhattan. And but she was dealing. She used to work with the data and the analytical side of it. The, like the statistics of what's happening. Yeah. So the NYPD is they are sub- submerging themselves in more of analytical data and not based mm-hmm. on one's assumptions. assumptions or oh this area was bad or stereotypes or this area was bad no it's about numbers which is actually yeah, which is targeted it's more precision like yo exactly precision targeted I, instead of instead of assumptions 
And that's what I'll, I'll give Eric Adams, and that's what I do like. He kind of views policing like it should be done that way from a more analytical standpoint instead of, yo, we just need more cops. Because that ain't necessarily the answer, but you need to target the areas. And he's just like, yo, honestly, like, yo. Like, like I, I think the, the one of the key things from the debate, and that's why I, I'll say he had a – everybody came at him, but he had a good debate because he was kind of able to have logistic, legit, legitimate answers. One of the things, what would you do to kind of get guns off the street? And the lady from Sanitation, Catherine Garcia, said, oh, we'd have more gun buyback program, programs. And he said, yo, when it was his turn to speak, he said, yo, honestly, gun buyback programs don't work. It's cosmetic, but the guns that's on the street – People ain't bringing them back. There's no gun buybacks. You know, you're getting a hundred guns a day at, 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 at one of those, and have like five of those a year. That's not doing anything. But he was like, "Yo, you got to have people that's under, like people that's kind of, you know, they know the neighborhood, they know the gangbangers, and they cracking down on. You got to have a gun unit to crack down on guns. Like that's just what it is. And mm. you know, he kind of gave his idea and his plan on how you target that. How do you do that without violating now, anybody? Yo, now I gotta now I gotta go on YouTube and. Yo, it's sad, and, and, and it's, it's sad. It's, it's, so let's talk more about this. It's and, a surprise to I me say, that there was even like no the advertisement biggest, about it. No, the only this is the biggest election in, in New York City. But, history, but check it, the, uh, Eric Adams. Um, I guess people that's working on, on getting him elected, they they called me. He was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. you know, you you know, this is a black dude, older black dude." They texted me too. He called me. He was like, um, "Oh, you got it." Like he was real. He's like, oh, you know, I'm not trying to take it be Tom. I just want to, I just want to talk to you about Eric Adams. He's like, you got a minute? I was like, yeah, sure. But it, because it was his approach, you know, what I'm saying it wasn't mm-hmm. like, it wasn't like trying to, you know, ram information down, you know, get mm-hmm. it to me or whatever. I, I just felt, I felt good about it, you know. So like, yeah. even even a even a, a call like that, that's all. That's all I was telling was telling my, my homegirl who's. Who's running for um for city council? Council, city council, yeah. Staten Island, and parts of I think parts of Brooklyn. So she's taking over. She wants to she wants to get Debbie Rose's. I don't know if you're familiar with Debbie Rose, but Deb, Deb, Debbie Rose's her term is his her term is up. So mm-hmm. one of my friends who works, she's a higher high ranking person of the DOE. Her okay. name is uh, Amoy Barnes. I was trying to get her on it, but. She's busy no with, worries, with no everything worries. going on, but it's campaign yeah, season. She's bro. she's campaigning hard. <laughs> she she was down to do it, but there's just a lot of no no no. It's it's that that shit is full time. It <laughs> is. So her how what she was doing is that I'm just being real because I was being real with her. She was being mad annoying. She was having with the reaching yeah, out. Yeah, she was having yeah. she was having people call like they were calling me. You know what I'm saying? So I can only imagine what they're doing to other people, and I was yeah. technically a part of a part of of the campaign, like in terms of mm-hmm. trying to get her name out there on on the island. But yeah, motherfuckers from like I don't know where <laughs> they were from, like Idaho, <laughs> Wyoming, Montana. I was getting Poland. random. I know it's a Google, it's a Google joint. The, no, I'm yeah. Bro. But it's like, but it gives you that spammy vibe. Exactly, and it was very yeah. spammy. And I, I, so like, I was like, yo, I gotta. That's been bothering me. Like, I, I need to call her and tell her, like, yo, yo, it's not effective. It's not effective. So I called her. She was like, hey, hi, kid, how you doing? Blah blah blah. Just talking to her. I was like, yo, you gotta change up your whole shit. She's like, why? What happened? Mm-hmm. I was like, 
Yo, the people that's whoever you you're allocating or getting help, you know, to have people call, you know, people that's that's that wants to vote or wants to vote for you, they're doing it the wrong way. It's, yeah, it's annoying. And she's yeah. like, "Oh, I didn't even know that. She didn't even know that was happening." And that's a, that's a, that's a, that's what I say. It's very important. And, and I think this is what I what I've learned. What it's probably the least intrusive is maybe text message. You know, if you could text people, text them. You know, the the little text the text messaging that's really effective for a large minority. Because what I'm gonna say is the the people you want to get out the vote are the younger people, mm-hmm. especially in the primary. Younger people not coming out the vote in this shit. You know what I mean? They, a lot of them really not. A lot of them don't know there is a primary election in June. And, and in New York City, the primary election is basically the general election for mayor. Like, whoever wins the Democratic nomination wins the, the whole shit. Like, that, that is just 99% probably facts. But people don't know. So, like, like the one I got from Eric Adams, I liked it. The dude just texted me like, hey, I'm on for Eric Adams, blah, 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 blah. Um, the election is June 22nd. Can we count on your vote? That's it. I say, yeah, my whole family's voting on it. Okay, cool. Then, then they'll follow up. Oh, would you like to support? Blah 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 blah. blah. That's a whole nother yeah. thing. But that's it. It's not. It's not as intrusive, and it's not exactly. as exactly. It was very. It was. Too, it was too intrusive. So, mm-hmm. I started realizing, like, so after we had that conversation, maybe like a couple weeks later, those I was. I used to get personally. I was getting like about. Eight calls a week, which is way oh, that's too, too much. much. That's way too much. So it went from eight to like one call every other two weeks. So then, so okay, then, and that's reasonable. So then I called her back, and I was like, "Yo, you, you know, I see, and you know, I see there's a difference in, you know, the frequency of of how many times that, you know, your campaign is is reaching out, you know, to me." And she was like, "Yeah, that, you know, I spoke to them after we had a conversation." So the, so these are the, just having that, you know, just having that conversation with her, and her listening to me, that is the people that we want in in yeah. office. We want people 100%. that are gonna be cool, that are gonna be you know are listening. Uh, like even even yesterday, I was on, I was on a clubhouse. We were talking like so after after next games. I'm a part of this clubhouse group, and <laughs> we'd be talking about the Knicks and all that. So, while we're on the clubhouse, maybe for like an hour, um, one of the senators from the Bronx, uh, Gustavo, I forgot his last name. Hmm. He came on. He usually comes on with us. A senator in the Bronx, in the 33rd district. I forgot his last name. It's killing me. I don't remember his last name. But he comes on with us, and he's a realist dude. He'd be cursing. He be he be talking, but that's what it's about. He be talking yo. how bad Alfred Payton is. That is so dope. <laughs> but that's how you get people. Because what what I learned is people going if people fuck with you, they fuck with you. That's just what it really come down to. Policy and everything. Policy is subjective. You know what I mean? Like whether or not something is bad for you or good for you. Sometimes you don't really know. You know we won't know till it happens. But. At the end of the day, what you can judge a person off is their character and what they like, what their personality is like. And that, yo, that, I think people undervalue that. That's why, like, certain candidates, they just don't, don't, they don't reach out to me. Like, Andrew Yang, 
you kind of a flip floppy. First you a Knicks fan, then you a Nets fan, then you a Knicks fan, oh. then you a Nets fan, and then it's like, no, he's, are you a real he's, New Yorker? He's not and, he, welcome he, and, back it, and he hates that people challenges his New York card, but you gotta prove you a wavy ass New Yorker. Like you're not a wavy ass dude, bro. The Nets way you fans, yourself, Nets you get on the train. I smell tourist instead of resident. You know what Nets I mean? Fans, Nets fans shouldn't shouldn't take him in either. He should go back to Schenectady. We don't. We don't claim his ass. He should yeah, go right that, back to Schenectady. Yeah, and it's not it's not because you're Asian or nope, anything. I have no do with problem that. with whatever. I just think you're very unauthentic. He's not and you come, exactly. You, you came to the party late and you actually like in here. That's a that's all I'm saying. And, and one thing they called him out about yesterday was so you want to come out for the Times Square shooting when the shooting happens in your neighborhood. But when somebody got shot in Brooklyn, who actually knew the lady that got shot and killed, uh, it was my cousin's god uh, godmother. Wow. But um, by her, by her girlfriend, you know, when that happens, you're not here. When it happens in the Bronx, you're not there. When it happens in Manhattan, you're there. So it's like, are you mayor of Manhattan of what you know, what is New York to you? Or do you understand the struggles and plights of it's, all it's, five it's, it's, And that's what it comes it's down evident to. evident that he is. That's what people like me he's see. He's pandering to the elitist. The white elitist it. of New York City. He's not. He's not. Pan, he's not pandering to to the to the real voters in the Bronx or in Queens. Yeah. He's pandering to the people that that he that that he likes and that, well, not that he likes that people that that aren't gonna quote unquote vote for him. That's what he thinks in his head. Like the yeah. like the Orthodox Jews or the or the firefighters mm-hmm. and NYPD. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, that's exactly. why he tweeted that stuff out about um. Oh, he did about the the and, Palestinians and 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 I'm and that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm un, I'm fully uneducated on that situation, but I even know there's no reason to stay tweet away from that, man. It. Just just don't don't tweet anything. Oh, a dummy. But, but my thing is, you tweeted it, delete it then. Just delete it's too it late. when you realize it. <laughs> but he left it out there like, nah. Too I late, said Papa. That shit. He said it with his chest. He said it with his chest. By you leaving he had it, it up, up there, there for like you a saying day. It with your chest. He deleted it. Still up there. Yeah. I might still be up there, yo. He had his chest out, so it's like it's shit like that where I don't, I don't really like that. So that's how I feel, and, and that's why, like I said, I, I, I'm firmly like, if you're gonna be mayor of a city, man, you have to have some type of experience. You had to have been doing. You have to know what the inner workings are of the city. He don't got that. That's why, like, it's for those of y'all that don't know, they got the ranked choice voting now, so you get to vote for up to five people in the order that you would prefer them in. So that's very crucial. But I'm going to be honest, there's not five people that deserve my vote. I'm not giving out five votes. I might give out three. I'm probably giving out three, maybe four, but not five. After that debate I saw yesterday, not five. Crazy. But yeah, I could check it. If, you, if anybody's interested, y'all have a spare time, check out New York One's website. You could probably find the debate. Um, you know, I thought in the beginning the moderators was a little pussy kind of keeping everybody in tune and keeping everybody you know it got a little nasty you know you know it, it, it's just like when sleepy joe was running for president and when everybody realized oh sleepy joe might run away with this shit oh everybody jump sleepy joe it was kind of like that and it was kind of the andrew yang and eric adams kind of getting getting beat up but i felt like the way <laughs> eric adams handled the assault and andrew yang handled the it was assault too different it'll kind of tell you yeah it's like one is like oh i've been here here's my answer this is why i did this this is why i carry a gun on me i'm a former cop I don't need five security guards. Like like Sean Donovan, white ass snatching, like, oh, you said you're gonna carry a gun on you? <laughs> like, yeah, nigga. <laughs> like, come on. Who gives Dalton a fuck? school. <laughs> what type of message does that send to our kids? Uh <laughs> but the message it sends to your kids is 
always strapped oh, when man. I hit the club. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I check it out. I, like I said, I, I don't want to go too much on this, but I, I, like I said, I think it's very important for a lot of y'all. Like, president and all that shit, you could say that shit don't really matter, but when it comes to, like, mayor of New York City, there's always going to be some city function you have to interact with, whether it's as simple as getting the fucking streets clean when it snows or it's as simple as, yo, you opening up a business and being fine because your awning outside your build, your business was too wide or too left or didn't have this. So, like, this, these are the people that are going to directly control that. So, I would urge any New Yorker that's been in New York for at least five years, the wavy New Yorkers, the people that consider this your home for the rest of your life, or at least for the, the near, near future for the next, you know, five, ten years, look into it. Um, watch the debates. Go to their websites. Read their mission statements. Google shit about them. And don't worry too much about who endorses them and doesn't endorse them because endorsements is kind of bullshit. Kind of try and keep out that outside noise of, oh, she accused him of rape two weeks before the election and then joked. Like, all that shit. Try to filter that out if you can. That's all I'm saying. Be very, very wary of what you do. Be, and, and read. And read. And read. Read. <laughs> try to read unopinion. Un, 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 try to read unbiased pieces that are, you know, everything's got some sense of bias to it. But try to read the least biased pieces you can. But, um, yeah. I guess in terms of podcast endorsements, if y'all want my podcast endorsements, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give y'all my four. This may be removed to three. This is my four right now. This is subject to change. This is starting from four to one. So my fourth person right now on my list right now, if we had to go right now, would probably be Catherine Garcia. At three, we go with Mr. Scott Stringer, Mr. Fat Scott, Scotty Beeman. <laughs> Number two would be Maya Wiley. Mm. And number one would be Mr. Eric Adams. That is my order. I know they have different stances on different things. But on the issues that I care most about, I think they kind of have the same the same, same idea. That, that's that's the Wavy New Yorkers official endorsement for those And candidates. I co-sign so that's it. Because I don't know anything about it. it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yo, what's good is if you co-sign it, somebody's listening on this and I'm like, you know what? That's what I, I, I never heard. I never – I didn't watch anything. But I heard about them on the podcast, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with what Elijah said. Yes, so go with Elijah. If we said. could if we could swing in a couple hundred, two hundred votes, that would be that would be sensational. Because but, because uh, the city the city <laughs> the city shitted on us and that didn't tell us a word what was going on. Yeah, I'll try. I'll, I'll do my best to update everybody. Spread news of the next debate. Yeah, so tweet it out. Aware. Put it on the ground. Tweet it out. IG. I'm gonna do my best. I, I kind of slacked with this one. I didn't think people would care, but I got y'all. I, and shout out to the businesses. I've seen a lot of businesses, bars, restaurants, and on in my neighborhood, black owned that would broadcast in that debate. I did see people oh, on IG watching oh, it in bars. Yep, yep. So I, 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 we we see y'all. We respect that. That that's dope. But um, before we wrap up, there's a couple things we have to address, man. First of all, we got to give you a giant round of applause. I want to congratulate your New York Knickerbockers. Go New York! Go New York! Go! <laughs> for making the NBA playoffs, not the play in, play all, not the play in, play offs. Nobody believed in them. I didn't believe in let them. Let me, no, no, no. Let them. me tell nobody. Wait, believed wait, in wait, them. wait. Hold on. <laughs> it's time to give. Sometimes Elijah and I go back and forth about sports, but mm-hmm. I will give Elijah his credit. Elijah did say a while back, before the NBA season started. 
that the Knicks would win 34 games. And I, as a Knicks fan, said, hell no. Yeah, I'm going to pull up the audio and and throw it into this clip. I think you were the only. (laughs) We're going to throw that in right now. Yo. I, I think I think we're gonna win. I think we're gonna win between twenty two and twenty four games. I'm gonna say I'm gonna give you a thirty games. I'm gonna give you a thirty thirty to thirty two. But I yeah, I think what y'all gotta do, y'all gotta just find out who are the the problem with y'all that kinda is weird is that y'all have so many forwards. I don't know how y'all gonna play all of them. But y'all can figure it out, you know what I'm saying? Like if y'all can figure Not that a- out, I think it'll be okay. But this is the year I find out, like, is Frankie Smokes really shit? If Frankie Smokes is trash, you move on. Uh, is Kevin Knox trash or do you move on? You know what I'm saying? We, we know Kevin Knox isn't an all-star, but can Kevin Knox be a knockdown, consistent, you know, 40% shooter, three-point shooter? That'd be great. Like, if you could find out those guys could be, like, you know, uh, center stones of your franchise, then you could just, you know what I mean? Then you could say, all right, we're a star away from being – Relevant. Oh, <laughs> yo, word up! I think you were the only, and these are and these are people who are quote unquote professional at watching the game of basketball. And Elijah was the only one to <laughs> to predict that. That is that is the wildest shit. I yeah, and I'm not a Knicks fan. And I don't know Nets what you Nets saw. Fans and Nets fans, I, I, I see the game from a clear eye view. And I, I just said, yo, honestly, I love Julius Randle. I always told you, during the KD free agency, I thought we were going to get Julius Randle. I was all for, like, I didn't think we had a shot at the big boys. But I'm like, you know, I'll take a Julius Randle and a, a Jordan Clarkson. Like, yo, why not? That's lit. But, you know, I thought we was going to have D'Angelo, Jordan Clarkson, Randle. I thought that was going to be the big three. But I, I I like his game, and you know I, I the Knicks the Knicks sometimes this shows you how important coaching is, especially at the next level. Sometimes we think, oh, there's enough talent, they'll figure it out. Look at the Sacramento Kings. Look at the New York Knicks. The Sacramento Kings are a far more talented team than the New York. They Knicks. are more talented. The Knicks would sweep the Sacramento Kings in four games any time of the week. Then that's just coaching, and and, and what's what's great is the Knicks are going to build for this. Like I said, I want the Knicks to have the sunshine. I don't care about who people in New York care about. The the Knicks, this is a New York Knicks town. I ain't going to never debate that. It's going to always be that. When the Knicks, when the Nets win their fourth and fifth championship, it's still going to be a Knicks town, and I'm cool with that. I don't care. I just want my championship. <laughs> so I'm happy for y'all. I hope y'all. I hope y'all go win a playoff series. Um, I don't know how it's gonna work out. Hopefully things shake the right well, way. Tomorrow, tomorrow's but, um, a big. Uh, it's moving day. It's a, it's it's a moving big, day. big day. Big it's, day. It's moving day. It's moving and day. And this is this so is. Hopefully, I move up to that four seed. This is a long, 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 long. I'm not like yeah. We haven't been to the playoffs since 2013, <clears throat> mm-hmm. but but even before that. You know, it's it, like t- before 2013, it was, pff, dang, 2000. Y'all had it rough. Y'all had it rough. And, and, and I'm not going to act like y'all the only ones that had it rough. A lot of teams two? had it rough. Before yeah, 2013? Right. So it, there's, there's, there's these huge gaps. Gaps. <laughs> 
I could relate. I'm a Nets fan. I think we probably had it maybe just as worse, if not. No, but yo, worse. but the thing about the Nets is that you guys went to the we to, had the co- finals, we had to the finals back twice. to the back yeah. to back. Yeah, and, and that was a drought se- after seasons. that. And then we had a little drought after a few years after that. But you know, we had yo, we could relate. One thing next Nets fans and Knicks fans can share is we've been mediocre for all of but like a quarter of a century, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, for, for the most part. And, and and we finally get what we deserve. So we got, you know, four teams in the top four in the Eastern Conference. I'd take that all day, every day, man. So I'm happy. Um, I'm happy for you guys. I'm happy for my Nets. Um, you know, obviously we clinched like three weeks ago, but the band's starting to come back together. To I, I would basketball. be a little bit – it's not my business, nah. but I'm a little bit worried about the continuity and the chemistry because they only played – this is seven games. This is coming up to eighth, eight games. It won't be eight. Kyrie's not coming back. I think. You don't think Kyrie's coming back? Not for the regular season. This this rest. Yeah, I, I'm gonna tell you what I think. And and, and if you want to rebuke, you can. I I genuinely think <laughs> as long as James Harden, James, this is what I'm gonna tell you. James Harden's chemistry with the other guys, there's plenty of that, and that's all that matters. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be brutally honest with you. Kyrie and KD. Sit in the corner, catch the shot, hit the shot. That's all we want you to do when James Harden's on the floor. James Harden's ability to run that offense, I like what I've seen. I love what I've seen. I saw enough of it with the other guys. He played enough games with the supporting guys for me to say, if we lost KD and Kyrie, we get to the semifinals with just James Harden. Mm -hmm. I feel that good to say that. And and I'll go even further. If we got to the semifinals with James Harden, we may be, maybe losing six. Maybe losing six. Possibly winning seven. That's how good of a player he is. I genuinely think we have the MVP of the league. He's not going to get MVP this year. But off of all the basketball I've seen in this season, Brooklyn Nets' James Harden was the best player in the league. Just in, in terms of what his impact was on the floor from a just plus-minus perspective. is like James Harden comes in. Everybody plus five in, in terms of their their their, their efficiency. It, it it's been amazing to watch. Um, I like I said, as long as Jimbo is good, I, I love it. So I ain't worried about the continuing the, the 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 chemistry. Like Kyrie, get off the floor. KD, get the fuck out. James, <laughs> and I didn't even really know if I really wanted James at first. I'll, I'll admit, James Harden. I'm, I'm old. Yeah, you were against Harden, but he he looks. I was super against it. I look like an idiot. He looks really good. We'd be a four seed right now if we didn't have James Harden. Probably, probably, probably be a five seed. So, shout outs to James and shout outs to the Knicks. Looking forward to this this week of playing tournament, watching these bum ass teams scrap to get in <laughs> while we got our feet up. So I'm excited. But uh, before we wrap up, we had to adjust the the Mr. Metcalf. In the hundred meter, did you get to see DK Metcalf <laughs> run the hundred at the at the Mount Sac relays out in California? Um, I, I I watched it and I, I highly. So the, the the thing about me with and and uh, and football players is that I always respect guys that play football and and run track, and especially OD. those who are in the NFL and mm-hmm. run track. So. I don't know if you remember Tim Dwight. Probably too old for me. So Tim Dwight, Tim Dwight was a was a punt returner, white dude actually. Um, he played for the Falcons, 
and he ran in the Olympics. And wow. he was damn good. So for for those who do not know Tim Dwight, look it up. I just looked him up, Baldy. He, yo, he he got the Teflon dome. Yo, <laughs> he was he was fast as shit. Five eight. He was fast as shit. So I always I always respect guys who, you know, take that leap and I think that, you know, DK was very brave. You know, oh, to lace so, lace up so spikes. I'm, I'm gonna give you my opinion. I'm gonna give you my opinion before and after. So, my opinion of what he ran, he ran way faster than what I expected. But I want to tell you, I felt like my expectations of him compared to the other, like the majority, like especially track people. Track people have this, and I'm this is coming from a former track guy. Track people, especially people that are like very good in the sport, they have this certain like level of oh, nobody could do what we can do. Y'all can't even run 10-7. And whereas I was kind of like, you kind of got to understand that there's just certain people that are just naturally athletic. Mm-hmm. like, And that's what I learned. Like, going Division One, when you go to, like, the bigger meets and you see, like, the bigger schools, like the LSUs, the Purdue's, the Alabamas, it's not necessarily that these kids have better coaching than you because I've seen kids go to trash programs or trash coaching, but they're a big-name school, and they're just an athletic kid, and they run 10-4, 10-3, and that's just what it is. Like, at some times, at, at some point, talent is just it's undeniable, undeniable, and that's what DK is, and that's what I wanted people to understand is like, oh, yeah, I think he's going to run 10-6. Like, my floor was 10-5, 10-4. He goes out, runs 10-3-6, and he nutted all over himself in the 10-3-6. It wasn't like a strong 10-3-6. It was like a 10-3-6. I'm breaking the last 20 meters. Like, so it, it, it just goes to show you, like, I think track people need to understand, like, yes, you guys train dumb hard. Some of you guys are hard workers, and you're a perfect example of talent beats hard work. I mean, hard work beats talent. And I, I, but I, I, in reality, <laughs> talent, good talent. It's just untouched. That's just what and it is. You you know what you just said was one hundred percent true because all these these top tier track programs, um, they just are good. You know they have they have the program, they have the school, they have the notoriety, and they have the talent. It's not it's mm-hmm. it's not even a coaching. Oh, it's just the talent. It's not even a coaching. Yeah, it's not. Like some of those coaches aren't good coaches. I'm telling you right now, they're just the kids that you, they're bringing you, in. Just you want to go talent. to a bottom feeder SEC? Go to Missouri. Or go to go to go to go to go to Vanderbilt. Whoever the sprinter there running forty seven, forty six, he probably could have ran forty five at like Morgan State. Yep. He probably could have ran forty five. Morgan State has really good North coaches. North Carolina A and T. You know what I mean? Like really North Carolina A and T is probably one of the best coach programs in the country. You could you imagine that they were getting the A plus talent? And that Houston and that's what too. I'm, I'm I'm trying to let people know. Like DK Metcalf, yo, if he wanted to run track full time, oh, he he'd be a beast. Could. He'd be a beast. And that's what I want people to know. Track is the reason people in other countries call it athletics, like in, in, in Europe, athletics, is because it's about <laughs> being athletic. And the best athletes win. And football, the National Football League, has some of the greatest athletes in the world. So DK Metcalf could run 10 3 6. You telling me Tariq Hill can't run 10 1, 10 5, maybe? Yo, Cheetah, when are you going to lace up training? those spikes, man? But yeah, for real, for real though. Shout out to DK. DK. DK had nothing to gain, but what he did for the sport got a lot of eyes on the sport. Cause I wasn't going to even watch that shit if it wasn't for DK. Neither but I saw I. that DK was on it. I watched it, and I and I, and I think that's good. 
Um, I'm hoping USATF is smart enough to know how to leverage this in the future. Maybe work out some partnership with the NFL. You know, I, I would love to see NFL players sprint, you know. Like a four-by-one. There's a lot of former track. Yeah, and, and, and it could be good for a number of guys. You know, it could build certain people's brands. I wouldn't mind watching Ashton Davis free safety from the Jets. Nobody knows who the fuck Ashton Davis is, but he ran track in the hurdles in the Pac-10 at Cal, and he probably could be competitive at one of these meets, so why not? During the all season, what do you have to lose? You know, NFL provide injury guarantees for these guys. Let them let them go out. You know, let them go out and compete. You know, I I I think we would love to see Tyreek Tyreek get in there. So Moster Mostert was running at Purdue when I was he in was college. I, I saw him at regionals. He was smoking everybody. Oh, you saw but him my run? boy Bucky. Yeah, bro, oh, he was wow. good. He's at Purdue Boilermaker. He was running like ten. 10 3, 10 2, I can't, like 20.6, 10 3, or 10 2. Like, no, man's is fast. Yo, <laughs> man's are fast. Man's are fast. It'd be the guys that don't have the name, like the, the, the name brand recognition that'd be the fastest. So, like, it's, it's, it's tough, but I, I'm glad DK did his thing, man. Props to DK Metcalf, man. Um, big things coming for that guy. Big ups to uh, Metcalf, man. That was the highlight of the week, man. You have anything else? I didn't touch before we wrap it up. You know, as before, well, I'm more like I, I always loved basketball. I think, well, basketball is definitely my one of my favorite sports. Basketball so. is my favorite sport. I like it when you dribble down the court. But uh, <laughs> but for me, uh, shout outs to you know to my idols. First and foremost, KG Kevin Kevin KG. Garnett. I was a big Kevin Garnett fan. I like oh KG. man, big Love big KG. big Kevin Garnett fan. Um, I try to buy all his shoes. I bought the An ones, the the Nikes, the, the Adidas. Couldn't get the Chinese joints, but you know, <laughs> I was a big Kevin Garnett fan growing up. So shout out to him and and shout out to fame. my other mentor. Well, I never met him, you know, just by his reading and you know, all by his ideologies and 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 what he did for the game and what he did. Outside of the game, shout out to Kobe Bean Bryant. Shout out to Kobe, you man. Know, you guys uh, should have been in the Hall of Fame. I know you was just eligible, but damn, sucks that he doesn't get the witnesses. But yeah, immortalized, sh- shout definitely. Out, shout out to both of those. Definitely one dudes. of the greatest. You know, I know, I know. Uh, you know, Tim Duncan's in there as well. You know, I, I was like, but those those two dudes, I always looked up to them. You know, because what yeah, they brought to the sport and and it, it, personality wise and flair wise, they just made it so, so much, much more fun. fun. And no offense to Timmy, Timmy, Tim, Timmy's a great player. Yeah, he's Timmy's who he's you, one of the greatest. Timmy's a professional. Timmy just Timmy was just boring. Just boring, but like, but ain't nothing wrong with being boring. I've, I've always, boring. I've like personally, I've always brought that that same type of tenacity mentality from from KG and the same type of winning from Kobe. So. I just wanted to come on the mic and thank those two dudes for what they did. Yeah, shout out to those guys. Give them their flowers this week while they get inducted to the Hall of Fame in Springfield. But, uh, yeah, that's all I got, man. Uh, guys, if you don't already do so, follow me on Twitter at Elijah R. Taylor and at TWNY Podcast. I will send you all those updates when the next debates are coming up. Um, follow us on Instagram at Wavy New Yorker Podcast and at Elijah R. Taylor. I'm your humble host, and unlike Joe Biden, I ain't firing people this week. I said Joe Biden. Joe Budden. Joe Budden. <laughs> <laughs> unlike Joe Biden, I ain't firing people this week because I don't pay nobody. <laughs> Those guys are cornball. But until next time, guys. <laughs>
<laughs> Peace out. Peace. Anything is possible. <laughs>